0: Hello Puggies and welcome to the Pug Life Show brought to you by Pug Parties because your pug deserves to be the best dressed at the party and you can check out their outfits at pugparties.com. I'm your host Donna and with me is my Puggy co-host Rosie. In this week's episode I'm talking to you about pug personalities and how I fell into the trap of not recognizing that every pug has a unique personality No matter how hard I unknowingly try, one pug will never behave like another. But before we start, I want to remind you to subscribe to our newsletter in the show notes so you get advance notice of our next episode and much, much more. One of my first vets said to me once, I love pugs. They're a whole lot of personality in a little package, and he wasn't wrong. Those little demanding shedding wrap bags barge into your life and your heart. And before you know it, you're handing over your plate, your position on the couch, your lap whilst you're trying to work and your privacy in the toilet. Thank God they do it with that little face that is a mix of innocence and devilry all wrapped into one look. I've mentioned previously that one of my favorite parts of being a pug mum is discovering their personalities, the small or large part of them that makes them unique. And I don't mean unique from other dogs, I mean uniquely them, that piece of them that allows you to spot them in a swarming grumble at playgroup or at home out of the corner of your eye when they're up to no good. My four puggies have all been completely different personalities. Lewis was the Zen master, Winston was the terror, Charles was the little grumpy old man, and Rosie is our little lady. But even though I love all of them individually for their uniqueness, I'm ashamed to admit that I wasn't prepared for my unintended bias when Winston and Charles come to live with Andrew and I a couple of years after we lost Lewis. Both Lewis and Winston were black pugs with similar physical features. And I think I fell in love with Winston in part because of my love of Lewis, my first pug love. I can say now on reflection that it affected my relationship with Winston in the beginning because I had trouble reconciling that Winston was his own pug. He was not Lewis 2.0. The greatest challenge for Winston and I in the early days is that Winston had a very distinct personality compared to Lewis. I'm talking terror versus Zen master. But I was still expecting Winston to behave like Lewis. And yes, I even caught myself calling Winston Lewis a few times and wondering why I wasn't responding. My poor boy must have been so confused in the beginning. Lewis was a quiet, almost Mr Miyagi-like puggy who followed me everywhere and just instinctively knew what I needed. It was a lick of hello or a face rub of love or a face needs to wake up. Lewis was my shadow. We moved in tandem, almost as one, never tripping or treading on each other, and it was just effortless. Winston, on the other hand, was headstrong, demanding, would only come to me when he wanted something, which was usually food related. we would joke at playgroup that Winston was the child on the first day of school that got to the gate with their parents, saw something they liked and bolted off without a goodbye or a second thought. That was just him. He was into everything and anything, and being picked up or cuddled for any length of time was just cramping his style, which was so not Lewis like. Wow, Puggies, I'm loving this episode, and I hope you are too. If you haven't already subscribed to our newsletter, then please click on the link in our show notes so you get advance notice of our next guest. And don't forget to join our Facebook group, Live in the Pug Life, so you can be the crazy pug lady you've always wanted to be with our other like-minded crazy pug ladies. Now it's time to get back to the show. You can imagine the conflict this caused in the early days, not to mention the impact it was having on Charles as well, who was the cuddle pug of the duo, but didn't fit the basic requirement of being Lewis either. I loved cuddling Charles, but I wanted Winston to be a cuddle pug like Lewis as well. I can admit that I was offended a lot in the early days by Winston's rejection of my affection. Lewis never rejected it, and now Lewis 2.0 was. And I'm ashamed to say that I didn't always appreciate the affection that Charles was so willing to lavish on me whenever he could. I could see Winston and Charles' individualism and uniqueness reveal itself in front of my eyes every day, but I was blind to my unrealistic expectations of the boys and the fact that my expectations didn't match reality. It took for Andrew and other family members to comment that I clearly favoured Winston over Charles and that I was a lot tougher on Winston than Charles to wake me up to my behaviour. Winston was being Winston and Charles was being Charles but I was expecting Winston to be Lewis and I'm not sure that I was expecting Charles to behave like anything, noting that he was the first fawn pug I had owned and maybe I wasn't expecting anything which was why I wasn't as tough on him. There's an old saying that a leopard cannot change its spots Well I should have known that a pug cannot change its personality no matter how hard you try and there is a big difference between getting a pug to be obedient and getting a pug to be something they are not inherently meant to be. Thankfully the nudge I got from Andrew and the family was enough to wake me up to my mistake and to be able to do something about it before I lost the trust of the boys forever. It wasn't easy to begin with, and I still made mistakes along the way, but I finally saw them as the individuals that they were, and I can say without a doubt that our relationship improved so much more from then on. Interestingly, when Rosie came along, I was very conscious of not repeating old mistakes, but since she is our first girl, I don't think I would have repeated them even if I wasn't aware. Only time will tell if I do so when we add another girl to the fur family, but I'm hoping that I won't since I know that there can only be one Rosie. Now it's your turn to talk pug. I'd love to know if you ran into similar issues with one of your pugs. Did you catch yourself comparing a past puggy with your current puggy? And have you put unrealistic expectations on your current puggy because you're expecting them to be the next version which is so easy to do. We'd love to know what happened and how you dealt with it. So please share with us over at our Facebook group, Living the Pug Life. Thank you very much for listening to this week's episode of the Pug Life Show. If you liked the episode or if you think it'll be useful for someone else, please leave a review over at podchaser.com. And if you've got any questions or want to tell us how much you loved the episode, then let me know over at our Facebook group, Living the Pug Life. We're crazy pug ladies, meet to talk all things pug. So until next time, puggies, have a pawsome week and humans be generous with the snackies.